be a husband, you know, get married, have children, teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, be, be valiant, be bold, be of courage, love your wife, love women, treat them, respect them, protect their virtue. Cody, thank you so much for joining us today for a Tell My Story interview about your life. And I'm really excited to hear your story, your insights, your lessons you've learned and where you're coming from and where you're going in life and what you want your message to be to the world. At Live Right Now, we believe that everyone has a purpose and, and you can choose what you stand for. That your life is is really up to you. You know, what, what ideas you want to embody and what message you want to represent. If you think of great men and women that have lived, you often think of what they stood for in their life, the ideas and principles that they embodied. And we all have a chance to do that. So really excited to hear your thoughts on what what you want your life to be and your message and what your story teaches, what it has, what your life story has taught you and what, what you hope your story will continue to be. So I wanted to ask you, first off, if you could just introduce yourself, just your name and a little bit about yourself and then what, what you say your purpose is in life. Hi, my name is Cody Patino and I was, I'm from Ogden, Utah, and I joined the church in 2010 and I currently attend Enzyme College and I own a small window cleaning business and I have one 14, almost 15 year old son and I currently reside in Provo, Utah now. I just moved and what I would want people to say at my funeral is he was a good man, he was a good father, good husband, and he loved his family even though it wasn't always the easiest. He was there for his nieces and nephews and he really loved serving people and helping people and he created evident charities and helped a lot of families get out of poverty and, and he had a goal to graduate college and he did. He finally did it and it, it helped, he helped a lot of people. That's about, that's about it. Awesome. Would you say that, and you mentioned that as, as what you want people to say about you, what would you say is your purpose you know, from that? My purpose would be from that is to serve my fellow man, that that is a divine calling that I have. I'm certain of it. And uh, the Lord doesn't mention details. So I think as long as I'm serving my fellow man and I'm leaving behind a legacy and I've, I've, I've influenced people in a positive way, you know, to the extent that I've, be, I've, I've become their friend and I've been influenced for good in their lives. I love that. So what I'm hearing is that you want to live a life of service and, and positive impact on the lives of other people. I'm also hearing some desires for self-mastery, self-improvement so that you can become that that to others. So let's go ahead and jump into just your life, life story, where you're coming from, and, and maybe some lessons that you've learned. What are some things that have been defining moments for you in your life, or some things that you have unique experience with in, in your own life? There, there has been a few of those. Let's see here. I'll say one of them was when I got my patriarchal blessing. That, that, that was a big one, because when he gave it to me, I did feel different about that. Like it felt surreal. Like, well, this is, this is a big deal. This is like opening up a whole new, like, you know, wall, just like, let's say, you know, you're kind of like, what's that movie with Nicolas Cage, National Treasure? You know, it's like opening up a room, like of just gold and diamonds, you know, like sometimes you, you open it up. That's kind of what it was. I'd say another one was probably when I went to the temple for the first time. I went to, well, I went to the Brigham, the Brigham City Temple Dedication. It was incredible. I don't know if that's how you feel every time you go to the temple or if that was just on a dedication, but... I felt very, very spiritually up, uplifted and I felt worthy to be there as well. And I just feel like I was floating in the clouds. So that to me just kind of helped pave the way to want to go to the temple and have a temple recommend and 
be temple worthy. That was limited use. So it was just kind of like a one time, like you can just go to this one time, but that was pretty incredible. I would say another one was when I got accepted at Enzyme College. That was really nice because I'd wanted to go for so long and it's not the hardest school to get into. You really just have to live the honor code, but there was a, that, that was another defining moment as well. And I think probably my most biggest defining moments are even yet to come. I love that attitude. So, so you mentioned your, I mean, your patriarchal blessing, going to the temple and, and a few other moments that have been more recent. Tell us a little bit about your past. Where are you coming from? How did you get to where you are today in life? I would say, well, that's, that's a lot. I'll Maybe say, just kind of a general overview of your life story, whatever you want to want to share. I would say I came from, from rough beginnings. My father wasn't there because he wasn't alive. My mother wasn't really there. So that was rough. I, I went to the foster care system a little bit and then I lived with my aunt and uncle for like four or five years. How old were you? I was around 12, 11 to about when all this happened, foster care and my aunt and uncle was between about 11 and six, 17. And after I got out of foster care, I got involved in some, in some trouble. And it was then I was about 18, 19 when I had a defining moment. You know, I was addicted to substances and I knew that's just not that would, that, that would not be the, the future of me. So I decided, and that was about almost 15 years ago. And I just knew that's not what my ending would be. I wanted to find God because that would, that was the only, to me, that, that was the only way that I would be able to escape that. So I made a commitment to myself to quit the substances. So I quit and I found the missionaries. And as I was, I was on, on the way to the store, to the, to the convenience store, which is down the street from my house, I seen them, I asked them to come to my apartment to teach me the gospel. We set up an appointment. They came over. We had the appointment and I felt good about it. I felt good about it. I wasn't, I wasn't sure about it. I didn't, I didn't know. I was still a little, I I didn't know much about the church, but I felt peace with them. And it's funny because at the time my, my son's mother was influencing me to go to her church and I did go to her church and it didn't feel right. It It was loud. They had like a band and that that's fine. That's all great, but I didn't feel the stillness of the spirit. And then, I would, and then I would, the next week I'd go to the LDS church or I would take the lessons from the missionaries. I would pray about the Book of Mormon. And, and it just, there was just this still small feeling, this, this, this peace that I had where I just knew it was, it was true. I, I just knew that it was true and it wasn't loud. It wasn't grandiose. And I prayed about it. And I felt the spirit. I felt, I felt, I felt it in my chest. I felt it in my chest. It was, it was very still, but I felt it. And she kept trying to influence me to go to her church. And I told her, I don't think, I don't think that's it. And she kept, and I told her I was checking out the LDS church and she doubted it. She scorned it. And she tried to get me to not go to that church. She tried to get me to go to her church. I said, I don't feel the spirit of your church. I feel the spirit of the LDS church. It just, it feels right. And yeah, I stopped going to her church and I I started going to the LDS church and uh, that was a defining moment for me. I decided to get baptized a few months later after meeting with the missionaries. Wow. What would you say you you learned from that, that time when you were investigating the church, any major lessons or insights that you gained? I remember being fascinated with the doctrine and covenants. It was like I had found treasure, like a treasure chest. And I just wanted to escape life and just read that all day. And just, yeah, I, I remember that for months, just deep diving into Doctrine and Covenants, just reading it. And it was like this treasure of knowledge just coming to my brain. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Like it was incredible. And the book of Mormon never did that for me. It was, it was kind of weird. I love the prophet Joseph Smith's testimony and, and the story to that. I was, I was, I was, I was really addicted to that. And I, I love that. But the Book of Mormon itself never, well, a little bit. It, it was more of a long-term feeling and experience, like reading the Book of Mormon. And it did have some define. it did have, it has had a defining moment, a defining over my life. And it's always something to go back to where I can feel the Holy Spirit. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, I think that's, that's awesome. And, and that, that becomes experiences that you can go back on, that you can know that these were real experiences and, and they taught me, taught me truth. But it's so interesting how, the Lord teaches us through our experiences. So what I'm hearing is that you, you grew up kind of had a rough, rough upbringing and, and a little bit of chaos, it sounds like, but that you found some peace when you, when you encountered the church and the gospel of Jesus Christ through the missionaries. And then, so what happened since then until now, any other major moments that bring you to where you are today? I would just say like the, the still small voice and the impressions over the course of my life and just listening to the spirit because he's right. And when I listen to the spirit, even though I don't know what he's trying to show me, there's always something in it. it it's, it's foreign. It's weird. He'll, he'll tell me do that or oh, don't say that. And then when I do what he says, I'm like, ah, and it happens all the time in my life. Like, and when I started to really listen to the spirit, I would say over the last five years, I've been a member of the church for 13 and really on the last five years have I really been trying to follow the spirit because it took me time to really listen to the spirit. When I do what he tells me to do, things always work out. But when I don't, he'll say, oh, don't say that or don't do that. And I'll do the opposite. It, it's very clear of, of why, you know, whether I'll get a bad reaction out of somebody or I'll have like a bad day or I'll have a bad interaction or it'll be drama or a little stressful or something. Or I'll be late for something like, oh, don't take that exit. And I do. And then there's a traffic jam. Just something always happens when I don't listen to the spirit. And some, sometimes it's big. It's big stress. Sometimes it's small stress. But usually I end up in the thorns more when I don't listen to the spirit. You know, you, you know you're on the path, right? And then there's the, off to the left, there's the forest. And off to the right, there's the forest. And usually when I don't listen to the spirit, I always end up in, in the thorn bush off to, off to the path. And it just, it, it never fails. I love that. There's a... It's something, something that to be learned, right? And then what would you say is your message to the world? You know, if you, if you could leave any message behind and, and when people think of you, they think he really stood for this. He really taught me this. What, what would you say your message is to the world? If you could tell people anything. Um, put the Lord first, be, be a leader, be a leader to people around you because no one else is going to do it. Well, other people are doing it, but be a leader. Part of it's learning from my mistakes. If you say you're going to do something, just do it. Follow through with it. Because there's a lot of cowards in the world. There's a lot of people not following through with things. I don't think people who don't necessarily follow through are cowards, but they just lack discipline and, and commitment. And, you know, be a husband. You know, get married, have children. Teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, be, be valiant, be bold, be of courage. Love your wife, love women, treat them, respect them protect their virtue. We can't blame women for not being women anymore if we're not being men. You know, we, we are huge contributors of, of, of women. You know, we, we are, we, we lead women, you know, without us, women would be lost. And, and that's why you see decay in society today. I would say just serve your fellow man, serve, serve the poor, help others out, be kind, get an education. It's very important to get an education. Very, very important. I would say that's about it. So I know you got to get going to church, but yeah. So 
I just want to clarify, you said that society would be like for lack of honorable men is, is kind of one, one of the main causes of, of decay in society. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there, there's a war on women right now and feminism and a lot of women are childless and husbandless. But, but I think a huge factor is men because men aren't teaching their daughters, you know, what, how to be treated by men because the, the, the man is, 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 is the head of the head of the house. So, you know, there, there's, we, there's no one else to turn to, you know, we, I can't turn to a woman to be the head of the house, to be the priesthood leader. It's the man, you know, she has her very, very important divine role, but in order for her to be a feminine woman, wife, mother, you know, she needs a strong male leader, which is her dad and then her husband and young boys too, right? Me being a strong male leader to my son teaches him how to be a strong man, you know, a strong, good man. And then he's going to treat women and his children and society the same. So, you know, we're really it. There's no one to turn to. I love that. I love that as we, as we become more honorable men, it helps women be more honorable women as well. We all strengthen each other in, in living right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of responsibility as men. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Cody. I really appreciate it. I'll send you this recording. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay. Have a good day. Have a good day. Happy Father's Day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.